the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Ready? It's time for Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Millburgers Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. And welcome to Millburgers Garden. South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Milton Glick along with Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, who's answering a peach tree question off the air. Uh, and uh, we'll be talking with Gardening with you. He'll come on by Millburgers and visit with us. It's the big game sale where everything except grass and labor uh, transactions are 10% off. Uh, so you can go to millburgernursery.com to learn more about that. And um, also... Uh, you can uh, just uh, come on by and visit with us or call us at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Uh, and uh, I am going to, uh, well, I'll wait for Calvin. I'm going to guess what some of our questions may be today. Okay, but you have to move the mic a little bit into where oh, you're. Oh, quit. There you go. Okay. Uh, now we can hear you. That's I'm looking looking at this big game discount. Uh huh. But I don't see what it is. It's ten percent off everything here except for labor and grass. Where is it? Oh, you don't see it? No. Oh, it's on there. It's, it comes up right away. Oh, maybe maybe it's in a separate deal. Yeah. But so it's ten percent off. Ten percent off. Even if you don't have a team playing, you can right. still be a winner. That's right. I don't get that. How does that work? You win by saving money. Oh. So So if you do have a team playing. You, you, you win twice. What? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, depending on your team. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. I was uh, a little confused. All right. What's that? So. I was a little bit confused with it. That's okay. That's good. But you'll go to MillburgerNursery.com to find out more about that. And if I'm not mistaken, let me see something here. You go to MillBurger.com and see if it says 10%. Yeah, it does. I'm on it right now. But Where? when is David going to be here? David Rodriguez will be here next Saturday. Oh, no. Again? I know. It's like just where, Oh, i got to turn your mic up. You were, you were talking to the nice gentleman. Spring cleanup to-dos for your lawn and landscape from 10 to 11.30, absolutely free. You don't have to worry about making reservations. If you've got reservations, come anyway. Even if your team lost. Uh-huh. Makes no difference. You still can win with David <laughs> Rodriguez. Uh, spring cleanup to-dos for your lawn and landscape. And spring yeah. vegetables coming up March 5th. Yes. And who, who's doing that? Is that David also? That's only a half hour. Oh. Or maybe that's a... Uh, maybe that's a... Well, it's got a Millburger blood drive. Let's see. Yeah, David Rodriguez is doing it. 
Spring. So, yeah, and then the blood drive is also March 26th. Oh, okay. So, yeah, all that's coming up. We'll get all get you all the details, but go to MillbergerNursery.com to learn more. All right, so I've got a theory. Oh, jeez. No, Jerry's mic is not low. It's just because he will not talk into his mic. We've tried. He gets uh. angry. You know You know when you try to put a leash on a dog? There Watch, you go. I'm going to try to move his mic, Barry. He snaps uh, at me. Quit it. <laughs> I nearly got bit. Um, but anyway, the uh, I should be better now. Okay. The, uh, so I walked the neighborhood this week. Sago palms, the, the few that... that you know, we're st- still there, are now yellowing. They've got yellow streaks running through the leaves. So. Uh-oh. That's not good. <laughs> it's not good? No. Well, there's a, there's Calvin? a, well, there's a lot of plants that I, I'm afraid that, that the sagos are reflecting the same thing I'm seeing all over. They're susceptible. Viburnums, citrus, for sure. They, they came back after that freeze. But then now they got hit again, and there's in this weather you wouldn't. A lot of time the root system is damaged and it takes a while to show up. That's right, oh. and it's it's over. It puts all its energy into putting those leaves up there, and mm-hmm. they're and they're kind of defenseless. Yeah. Mm. So we're we're going to be uh, kind of watch them and see. And that's why we, you know, and Jerry and I, we wanted to be really optimistic, but we also alerted people that you got. This is an unpredictable time uh, when you have a big fr- when you have a freeze like that, and then you have a second period. You're not. You sure Jerry wanted to be optimistic? <laughs> I, you, I, I just give him. Give him I, I, I ignore what he says and just. Uh, you know, in his heart, he didn't want to say kiss him goodbye. Uh, 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 you you wouldn't do that. You wouldn't say that for for him, would you, Calvin? Right now, kiss him goodbye. Did oh, just no. because they're turning yellow. Oh, no. Yellow streak. Especially not the Sagos. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't them. But uh, this, uh, you know, my lime trees and uh, my lemons are... I, uh, they all look bad? They look bad, yeah. Yeah, they do. I'm John, I was going to say, too, that's the other thing I've noticed. There was somebody who planted, uh, I think they said it was lemon in the neighborhood, and it came back. It didn't, but they thought it did because it had horrible thorns and stuff. So I'm pretty sure what came back was the graft. There you go. But now that looks bad. That's all dying back, and it's kind of, uh, it looks desiccated. Yeah. It, did, did it have thorns, you said? No, it had big thorns. Max, and these thorns well, were did you, did you tell them it's not your lemon? No. Max, did you yeah. go over there and pull it up when you saw the thorns? <laughs> no. I'm not, bra- I'm not, I'm not as ground. brave as somebody here on the porch who talks to their neighbors and just <laughs> tells them what to do. Well, no, Terry's, Terry's neighbors don't talk to him. Uh, that's true. Okay. That's true. Yeah. Uh, Mexican olives uh, yeah. really did that same thing that you were talking about with the sago palms. You know, they yeah. came back gangbusters, and now they're really susceptible to this. And when they're... 18 feet tall, these yeah. people, they're very hard to protect. <laughs> but I, I, I'm thinking that if our uh, experience with the whole, the one at the Alamo and, and other ones, that they'll eventually come, come back. back from the ground. Maybe. Yeah. So, but they're, yeah, it is not, 
it, it's it's not the most uh, exciting situation when they <laughs> when they get their second blast from the cold. <laughs> yeah, it is exciting when they start turning yellow. And they melt. What did the, you counsel with the neighbors? No. What is wrong with you? I'll probably just cut them down, and they'll come back up, and they'll be happy again. But. Well, he knows. He's heard our history with counseling. You know, like the, yeah, exactly. The watering yeah. before the freeze and everything. Yeah, that, that, that doesn't turn out well. Yeah. I have noticed. Don't, some, don't bother me. Go away. Uh, it's gonna be fine. You don't know nothing. Uh. Uh, I have noticed something that reminded me of Jerry also, which Uh-oh. is I've got leaves in our yard from trees that we don't even have. Is that, That's weird. That that's is a weird. miracle. Where is that coming from? That's a miracle. Might be his trees. It might be Jerry's trees. That's right. <laughs> I think Jerry is driving them around town. Um, but I, I was just thinking this, the same thing. I, I think a couple times I've said all my leaves have fallen off of the, the Texas Red Oaks. Yeah. And then... Now I look out there, and there's six inches of leaves from t- there you t- go. Right off, because I'm blowing everything. It's like the fishes in the loaves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. You know, it be interesting, too, to have you call us if you've observed something that you think got hit by the 20-degree temperatures. Call us and tell us what you're seeing out there. Will you tell too. them to kiss a goodbye, man? I will not. Because okay. I never have and never will. No, Unlike no. some people on Melted. this. On the, Nobody right. believes that, man. Uh, they should. If <laughs> they were listening, they would. Yeah, uh, but what are the chances that they were all listening? <laughs> <laughs> we got Dale. Or, yeah, Dale on the line at 210-308-8867. Dale's calling from shirts. What's happening in shirts today, Dale? Windy, windy, windy. It is windy, windy, windy. We're not too terribly far, and it's windy, windy, windy here. What you doing? What's going on? You got grubs? Uh, or you think? Yeah, we, we've had grubs for a couple of years now. We can't seem to get them out of the grass. Well, now it's hard to hear you. Uh, Barry, you may need to help us, or, or Dale, speak right into your phone, okay? Okay. Yeah, we have, we've been having trouble for a couple of years now getting them out of the, out of the yard. Well, how, how do you, uh, what are you, when you're digging, you see the grubs, or they kill the grass, or how do you know they're gr- there? Um, yeah, they're showing the grass and patterns, uh, you know, uh, yeah, making it dried up and dead-like, you know. Okay. Is the is the, is the whole grass stem dead and everything's dead, and is it in a pattern? Is it yes, dying? it's a pattern, yeah. Is it in a circle? No, it's kind of a splashy, uh, like squares, kind of like, yeah. Um, it, it, and it's only uh, in one side of the yard so far. Uh, the, the half of the yard is always real nice, and the other half, you just can't ever get it like the rest of it. You know? Do you see? Do you see the grubs? No, we've never really dug for them. We well, we found them when we were getting holes for other things, but, but we never really just gone looking for them. You know. But, one of our neighbors has uh, uh, been uh, helping us. He says, yep, there's grubs all right. <laughs> uh, yeah, because they, they should. Jerry was asking, too, when when you, uh, with grubs, when you take pull the top off, it should 
separate from the roots. Does that happen? Yes, 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 that is. Okay. Um, be, be, when did, when did the lawn die? What uh, was it in the late summer? Oh, three years or? ago, I guess. It started three years ago. I don't know time of year. So does it get into a new area every year? Yes. Yeah. It has this year. It has this year. Yes, it's moved a little bit. Yes. Well, you could go if you if you're convinced. It would probably be good if you uh, did a little digging and actually saw some grubs, but uh, you could you could go ahead and apply uh, the, the uh, grub, uh, the insecticide. Bear? Yeah, that's a good one. But yeah, let's see, what is it? It's, uh, it's, it's February, um, but. Uh, April or May, May probably, is when you can, they're pretty susceptible to be caught. Yeah, they're pretty big now. They're, oh, okay. They're, you want to do that in uh, July and August. Oh, okay. What? No, no, you don't. Oh. Not in August. Well, he's not going to kill okay. the ones he has. No. He's got to worry about the future. So. Yeah, you want you want those that are feeding... And uh, okay, they lay their eggs June or May, okay. May, May generally, and and that's okay. when they first hatch and are feeding is when they're most susceptible. And the good news oh, is great. those those uh, uh, like the bear we mentioned acts over uh, quite a long period. So right, uh, okay, yeah. Every yeah, year is so. different for the time frame that that works the best to kill them. So. To me, I always, right, judge, right. I always judge it by when I actually see a quantity of June bugs. Oh, then, 10 four. Okay, okay. Then, then you go, because that can be March, that could be April, uh, could even be May. Okay, all right. But realistically, eight right. weeks later is when their eggs have hatched and are doing the damage. Okay. And, so, and, and what do you recommend to put on them? Yeah, what was the product? Bear. Well, so, yeah, bear. soil insecticide and bear is one that we've had good luck with. Like the aspirin. Okay. Bear, bear complete uh, or Dilox, which is also made by bear. I personally right. like the Dilox better. And that's uh, what you Zala? Yeah. And le- and re- read the uh, the go. label. Go. Okay. And you, my and, wife, my wife. Yeah. Next time, next time you call, I'd rather speak to your wife over there. Uh, it sounds it sound yeah, like yeah. she is the expert on this thing. Why is she letting you do the talking? Don't get in, in trouble. Don't let her do it. Don't let her yell at you. They'll hang the up talking. There. It's okay. Right. Save yourself. Right. Thank, you. Thank you very much. Thanks, Dale. Thank Just come by Millburgers when you're ready, and they'll they'll. If you don't bring your wife. You can bring your wine. It's a great place <laughs> we, to bring your wine. We want her to come. Yeah. All right. 210-308-8860. She was helping him. Why didn't she do the She talking? was helping him. Why didn't she do she the She was talk? shy. She, he said nothing that she didn't yell. I'm, I'm not going to get in jail in trouble. 210-308-8867. Trace is on the porch with us. How you doing, Trace? Good morning. Good afternoon. Good. Oh, yes, it is. I think the morning blew away. 
Notice, notice that uh, a little wind blowing there, Trey. It was just a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Did y'all take the covers off or did? No, we took them off. Well, oh. we, had, we had several nice days of nice weather. So okay. Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll put them back on tonight. Okay. You got some great Valentine's ideas. Those uh, um, geranium hanging baskets are beautiful. They are nice. Aren't they? They really are pretty. And the different colors. I like the, the kind of. I like the red. It's traditional, but Valentine's. But I like the uh, orangish red, too. They're Fantasia, so stop that. Oh. Why, why are you thing? <laughs> uh, any, color, any color she likes is the right very, color. Very good, Trace. There's pink. And, uh, what else uh, might make a good uh, Valentine's? Uh, uh, it depends on how much money you want to spend. So if it's uh -oh. like a mother-in-law, maybe a primrose, we put we drop the price on those to $1.99. Oh, there you go. Uh Great selection of houseplants. So if you want something unusual, you know, we've we've probably got it. All kinds of like stream of dolphins. What did the phalaenopsis look like? Uh, they don't. Got. They look like they're not here. Oh. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> so we they had, are sold out of them. We had a we had a problem getting a hold of the guy and never called us back. So, uh, hmm. but we do have like African violets. Yeah. And some other I like things. the bromeliads. Bromeliads. They're pretty. Bromeliads is a great gift for a guy for Valentine's. Why? Because you don't have to take it's, much care. It looks, it looks masculine. Oh, I'm not going to go into that any further. Two. Uh, <laughs> well, I wasn't going there, but I didn't know because I saw them. I was going. Is that what he means? No. No, but it's pretty. Yeah. There was the one that kept catching my eye. It was that orangish red one that you've got back in the. Uh, so years ago, when I ran another nursery, uh, unfortunately, our average clientele was on the older side. Okay. And so the. Unfortunately, we had, we had well, <laughs> we we had a lot of uh, I'm buying a plant for a funeral oh. kind of thing. So bromeliad was a good one for yeah, that uh, makes sense too. Okay, I understand now. Okay, what else can you think of that might make a nice? Uh, I, well, it depends on for who. I mean, they're gardeners, a pair of gloves, a shovel, yeah. a pair of pruners. Uh, <laughs> you you can just let your imagination run wild. Gift cards, citrus. Yeah. Citrus trees, you bet. Yeah, yeah. Had a, had a guy had a guy call this morning for uh, blood orange. Oh, and yes, yeah. we do. We have okay. It. You have blood orange. Moral blood orange. Yeah. We should do okay. like a discount on the blood orange when you get blood. Oh, we charge more. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, they'd be taking a tree in to try to get it to give blood. Oh, Does that work? <laughs> no, I don't no. think so. You can't get blood out of a blood orange. There you go. Okay. Uh, yeah, did, did you we get any tomatoes in? Oh yeah, you bet. We got we had to do it twice. And so what? We were on ten yeah. flats and then another ten flats because we sold almost half of them in like a two day period. And what is the rodeo tomato? STM twenty two fifty five. Yeah, that's it. STM. Oh, it'll be, I know. It'll it. be next year before I remember it. Yeah, <laughs> I've got. I remember it. three letters, four numbers, but I can't remember what they are. Well, okay. So you so you got STM like a stem, okay. just leaving the E off, and you all got to do is remember the twenty two because the twenty two flipped over is fifty five. Well, okay, nobody gets that. that. This is the way my I weird. I was thinking year twenty two. Oh, because we're in twenty two, so maybe yeah. you just need to remember fifty five. Maybe. So stem year fifty five. The uh, I, that'll work too. I got it on plantanswers dot com. On the front page under. Uh, topics of the month, and it's got uh, 
This is, I think, the first tomato I've actually seen them put very good flavor and very good fruit size and yield potential. See, are widely adapted across multiple regions and seasonal slots. Experiment, that, that is an experimental number. That's not a seed uh, company name. The STM. That's, oh. that's what they put on their plots. Oh, okay. Have, have them out there. And I've got pictures of the plant. Uh, looks good. It must be in cages. And I'm growing on plastic on the front page of uh, plantanswers.com uh, on the, on the write-up. And I also, uh, my webmaster also updated all the uh, releases so Trace could look on there and see what he's looking at. And I printed you a copy, Trace. Well, we Here, we, we took it a, a step further, and on our sign, we got your, the write-up on it. And then we listed off every rodeo tomato for yeah, like the last I saw that. 20 years. And rodeo, everybody, rodeo vegetables. Yes, everybody always asks. And I can never, well, that might have been five years ago. But yeah, now yeah. I can go look, and uh, that way my memory won't fail me. Well, and what I do, and I don't know if I'm alone in this, is, you know. Yes, you're I'm, alone. Okay. Amelia, that was just a couple years ago, wasn't it? No. And no, then no. it just seems like but it was. It was uh, years. It was a good one. Was it like decades ago? I'm thinking 15 or 20. Oh, my God. <laughs> Not decades, years. Okay. Whew. All right. How old is Jerry? De- decades, that would be Jerry, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, let's take a quick break. While we do, you give us a call at 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up live from Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery at 1604 on Bull Road on 930 a.m. The Answer. Welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 930 AM. The answer. Trace is answering a question off the air. I'll tell you about Spider-Man termite and pest control. All through the year, there are certain things that can bug you and make your uh, oh, make you squeamish and make your your home not quite as pleasant as it should be. And those range from roaches to fleas to scorpions to spiders, ants, or maybe with the cold weather, you're hearing something scurry in the attic. Uh, that could be as small as a mouse or as big as a possum. <laughs> or be- I got some possums. That, yeah, uh, you got possums that are the size of St. Bernard's. <laughs> you said uh, you you need to have you need to have Warren over get those. I don't think Warren has seen possums that big as you were describing. Big. Anyway, you need to call Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control. Warren Remy have been doing this for gosh since 1976, and I don't want to count how many years that was because again that seems like it was yesterday. But uh, they uh, have great customer satisfaction, terrific reviews online. Their customers love them and use them year after year, and it just takes talking to one customer. If you find somebody that has Spider-Man termite and pest control, you'll find a happy, happy customer. Uh, You can give them a call at 210-656-3721, 210-656-3721, or online. It's real easy. GoSpiderManPest.com. GoSpiderManPest.com. Dot com. John is on the line at 
210-308-8867. John, what's going on? Yes, sir. Thank you for answering. Um, this, sure. this cause really is about my daughter. She's got a red oak in her front yard. She lives up there close to Congress. And it started out like with an ant problem. And so we've been dealing with that, or she has. And now at one time I noticed that she, her at the base of the red oak, it was oozing some whitish looking sap. And I told her, you know, that doesn't look good. And so me, I, I retired from the city, Parks and Rec, and we had a naturalist. And so I called her, and she told me definitely that the tree was sick. And then she recommended that we call a tree doctor, which I passed that on to my daughter. So I don't, I doubt if she's done it. And so my question is, I just happen to be listening to your show. And I figured, well, you know, it won't hurt. Let me let me see if maybe you have an idea what she can do to save that tree. Because I have a feeling she's going to sit on it, and she's going to lose that tree. Well, the, the the first problem is that like this is third hand, yeah, and it's hard for us to make any kind of reasonable diagnosis when it's that's that remote. But you, I think you were right when you when you told her to get the. An arborist to yeah certified arborist yeah they're in there most neighborhoods have one uh, an arborist that everybody's kind of comfortable with and a lot of uh, arborists don't charge to come and take a look at a di- and diagnose the first time they what they do is say here's what I think you got here's what I th- I would do to correct it and this is what it'll cost so you might might put a little pressure on her to do th- do that. Quite often, the symptoms like you're talking about are really not as serious as as they they sound. You know, we have a little tendency to um, to uh, think that there's there's maybe something more than they are. There's a there's a number of those kind of uh, um, oh, symptoms that are ju- are ju- just we see quite a bit without any de- deduction from the tree's life. But then yeah, on the other you, hand... <laughs> did you say uh, the ants are going in now? Yes. She started out with an ant issue, and from what from what the park naturalist told us, or told me, that she felt that the, actually the ants were feeding on that sap that was, come, that was oozing out at the bottom because she's been having a hard time uh, trying to get rid of the ant problem. And, and of course, like I said, it's secondhand because she lives up by Congress. I live up here by the post office. And, and so every time I go over there, I, you know how it is when you have kids. Uh, did you take care of that? Well, no. There we go again. So we're going around in circles. And, <laughs> and, and, and uh, yeah, well, I, I wish I didn't have it. It's a, have three of them, you know? it's, it sounds like you need to learn to communicate with your dog. <laughs> to well, me. That's, a hard, that's a hard thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I've got what two. I, what I've found in the past is generally the ants are a cleanup crew, yeah. and the problem already existed, and they're just, uh, they're just a, a side effect of the, the real problem. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, get some... Uh, uh, sold as uh, orthene fire ant killer. I did uh, do does that. Does it have orthene on the label? Uh, 
yes, yes sir. Yes, Fire Killer, or there's uh, some generic versions of the same thing. Okay. Yes, she did. Yeah, it was the, well, the naturalist said to call the tree doctor, and because she he, she felt the tree was definitely sick. So that's that's what I'm trying to push towards her. But you know, I mean, it's just like pulling teeth here. You know. And, okay. Uh, what you so what you do? You, you, you can kill the, all the ants you want, but there's still <laughs> some other issue that needs to be addressed. So I agree with the arborist. Yeah. And it's uh, Calvin's idea is good is to, to ask your neighbors if they have a certified arborist and that they use and you know and then and, they, they, and generally he's right. I'm sorry, Calvin. Yeah, and they, they come out. They'll you know they spend some time in your neighborhood probably, and then the next time they come out, have them take a look. And it shouldn't won't, doesn't necessarily call them or in her neighborhood. So the two best known in town are going to be Davies and Bartlett Tree Service. Yeah, Bartlett. Bartlett. Okay, I'll write that down. Thank you, sir. Appreciate you. Yeah, thanks for All that. right. Be nice to your daughter. I think he is. He's trying to be. <laughs> <laughs> I think right. it's the other way around. Has she listened to the show? Is she going to get no. angry now that you? Well, she. Yeah. Well, actually, she's in radio herself. I can't tell her name, but she's in radio herself. She does traffic, and. Uh, oh, okay. But, uh, well, they're the worst ones. Yeah, those people in radio. <laughs> the people oh. on radio. What are you going to do with like? Them? Who's the worst kind of patient? A doctor. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Thank, Thank you, sir. you. Thanks, John. All right. Yes, Hope sir. we Thank help you. you. Tell us what goes. Tell us what happens, okay? Will do. Thank you, sir. Thank you take you. care. 210 308 8867. 210 308 8867. I wonder what station she's on. I know. Now I'm wondering. We got to find out. Okay. So we can give them hell. You, why won't you could, do could what your father one. said? <laughs> yeah, there you go. Could very well be this one. <laughs> Good. All right. Okay. Uh, I have a question. Uh, we Calvin's article in today's paper, page E3, SA Life. He said uh, we're ta- he's talking about uh, horticulture, or we've been we've been putting this in the papers for. How many years? 30, over 30 years. Well over 30 People years. People still don't do that. But anyway, uh, we we keep keep pushing it because it's a, it's a very effective control against some of the insects that there's not any other control. For. But anyway, uh, Calvin says, uh, effective use of horticulture oil is to apply it at the front of a two-day period when temperatures are going to stay above 45 degrees. And we've had those for the last two or three days, haven't we? We did. Uh, dormant oil is an organic treatment. That'll, that'll get a lot of people excited. Uh, but horticulture oil suffocates. Oh, man. When I think of those little scales being suffocated, just I can hardly live with it. Brings you, a tear to your eye. <laughs> you don't care. Within about they they suffocate within their fi- shells. Okay, because they can't di- be breathe through the oil. Uh, <laughs> the uh, dormant oil is organic. It will burn planting of pansies and other herbaceous plants. Now I'm wondering. I think that it, was true years ago. Yeah, but the new uh, ingredient. I don't think. Uh, that's what I think. I don't think it would be that. Because it's you tell me it's mostly mineral oil. It's not mostly. It, it, 
It is. <laughs> it's mineral oil and water. Well, that's mostly when it is completely is. <laughs> does the label not say? It says mineral oil. I no, look at the but I mean, does it say do not uh, do that, not get that, on the that I don't know herbaceous plants. Yeah, we can. Uh, uh, I ca- and we came up with that several, you know, a long time ago when they had the real dome at all. Uh, t- telling people not to use motor oil. Some people want to use their old motor oil when they change the mm. oil. I don't think it was motor oil. That'd be one heck of a mess. <laughs> yeah, it would be. But, but anyway, uh, it would kill any green vegetation beneath it. But this is mineral oil, Trey says, and I believe, uh, which actually we use on certain plants for aphids and things like that. So I guess if any, if you're interested in pl- spraying mineral or dormant oil this year, and you've got uh, pansies and stuff under the tree, spray half the bed of pansies, if it's not a big bed, with uh, what is being sold now as dormant oil, and tell us if it kills them. Well, we'll look in the label in just a, a few minutes. Oh, well, okay, okay. I don't know if that was on the original label. I'm going to go get it now. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, while Trace does that, we'll take a break. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. And toll free, it's 866-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up on 930 AM, The Answer. Back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 930 AM, The Answer. Our phone number, 210-308-8867. But a reminder to you, if that deck, that uh, patio doesn't look as good as it did when it was brand new, and you want to, or it's brand new now, and you just want to keep it looking that way, Deck and Patio Care by Barry Hagendorf is the place to go. In fact, I encourage you to go to the website, deckandpatiocare.com, because I feel confident that when you see the before and after pictures and you realize that when Barry says it really can look new again, it really can look new again. Uh, Barry uh, has been doing this since the mid-'80s and does deck cleaning and sealing, deck repair and construction, pebble stone cleaning and sealing, fence treatment, and more. There's a project gallery on there, too, so you can see a lot of before and after pictures. So get that deck taken care of with Deck and Patio Care by Barry Hagendorf at deckandpatiocare.com, deck and patiocare.com, 210-822-9147, 210-822-9147. All right, 210-308-8867 is our number. Here comes Trace. He's coming <laughs> up here, um, and he's going to tell us what's going on with that. 210-308-8867. I see that Calvin is recommending uh, three varieties of peaches. That's a good idea. Well, and your, uh, I've, I've never had good luck with the uh, um, red baron. Red baron in terms of the fruit. Yeah. But the uh, the blooms are unbelievable. It's worth just having them for the yeah. for the blooms. Then they they generally b- start blooming about the same time as uh, 
my experience, June gold and then they, mm -hmm. but they last bloom oh, yeah. all the way up to um, a month later. I think the blooms are double. Yeah, they're, they're spectacular. They're big. But I don't have many of them. Huh? I don't have many. Oh, okay. I only had like seven. But they're coming. Well, I, I can't say mm. that they are or they're not. Oh, okay. Nobody's confirmed anything. Well, you tried last year. That was good. <laughs> I tried this year. I think I ordered 100, <laughs> but I apparently didn't get them all. But anyway, Cal Calvin recommends Florida King for low-chill, early-producing peach. And that's that's been proven to be a good-sized peach well, just for a long time. I just... Uh, Hurts my feelings when I compare it to spring gold that I <laughs> tried to make money on for uh, for ten years and uh, how. Well, I don't think Florida King was around then, was it? No, and the other thing was that, well, I was. It's not can't ship it much because yeah, uh, yeah. But when it's good that, to that, eat. Yeah, <laughs> that was that for an early peach like that. It was not being able to ship it was not always a big factor because you had. Houston and San Antonio, yeah, and yeah. So get enough of a market's close. Y'all want the answer to the dormant oil? Yes, please. Yes, okay, so the only stipulation it says on there is uh, may injure some house plants, ivy, and ferns. Uh, we, I looked it up on the computer too, and it said that it does that there uh, that there is. Uh, it's scary that, that let's see that it in the past has been a problem, and is a lot of questions, and it depends on the plants and the product. Yeah. Well, if it if it'll injure ivy and ferns, that's pretty ivy's pretty tough. Well, it it, it said that right after indoor plants, so oh, it could okay. be a pothos ivy, maybe yeah. not an English ivy. Oh, okay. So if you're if you're growing your peaches inside, don't. <laughs> that's that's how I took it. So okay. I still like your method of uh, test test spot. Yeah. I don't, I don't think I would do half. <laughs> uh, but uh, test spot would not be a bad idea. Yeah. Uh, Before you plant, spray the whole tree and that stuff comes down. Or you can, uh, like I used to do with Domeroff, put sheets or a covering over the flowers, pansy. Uh, uh, until you get through spraying the tree and then uh, remove the plastic. As, lo as long as it doesn't physically get on the leaves. And you almost have to and do it that. suffocates them. Because it's, it's, it's hard to do an experiment on dormant oil because of the 45-day day thing. Yeah. yeah. And you, you don't want to go back and have to redo it. I, well, guess. I will say that most people growing peaches... Don't plant plants underneath them. Hmm. Yeah, no. that's probably right. That's don't true. plant plants for sure. Underneath them? I mean, so you said. Yeah, it's competition for the oh, same okay. nutrition and water. Now, what does happen, of course, is that uh, they we've got limited space. Backyard fruit growers have limited space, and there's oh, I was thinking of the roses close sometimes. Mm -hmm. Other other plants. Yeah. So it surprises. Uh, oh, and the the butterfly, monarch butterfly, nectar sources and things. Yeah, I I used to plant uh, pansies and things around my fruit trees that I were growing in containers. 
because the pan if I forgot to water I, I know pansy I tell you pansy yeah, tell pan you when to water yeah they'll they'll wilt where the tree won't because yeah. when I pl planted it, the the trees are dormant so that it's not like you know they're needing a lot of water yeah and that's what I I do the butter the butterfly nectar plants some of those are not very uh, certainly aren't aren't as sen sensitive I wouldn't think as uh, pansies yeah Anyway, he recommends uh, June Gold for production in late May. And for a high-quality peach, it takes another month to produce fruit. Try La Feliciana from Louisiana. This the this uh, customer that was uh, up here before the show. Yeah, he goes La Feliciana. Yeah, he was having. He's trying to figure out if he could should trim them in half or what was he? No, that yeah, that was his new. Oh. New new peach variety, but he his uh, old variety that he was happy with for five years is La Fliesiana. Oh. So, did, did you have a question, and did you want to come on the air with us? Did you want to come? Oh, tomatoes? In the greenhouse. 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 There you go. <laughs> and uh, look at that trace. Fred is mine. I think he knows. I couldn't even hear him. But I knew <laughs> he was kind of yeah, because you had the headphones on yeah. in here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we've got tomatoes, so we'll use that as an opportunity. The rodeo tomato. What else is there? Trace? STM rodeo. Um, Twenty two fifty five. Pretty sure there's a few celebrity and a few tycoon. Yeah, that's that what they were growing. Very few. That's what they were growing. But they're in uh, four and a half inch yes contain sir, larger container. And in the if if you get the paper, the article tells you how to pot up the tomatoes, or you can go to plantanswers.com, and there's uh, take your pick. There's about. 62 articles on how to... You mean 62 articles? Oh, my gosh. Uh, potting up <laughs> tomatoes. <laughs> do we, Trace, do we it's have like a... It's like a Netflix series. Do we have a, do a document on potting up? Uh, I don't think I have such a thing. In the old days, maybe we did. I, have, I don't remember one lately either. Yeah, David Rodriguez used to put out a flyer that had that information on as well as the announcement of the... It's it's kind of it's kind of fun. The tomato. Yeah, remember uh, Jerry because we, when uh, folks did that, gardeners did that. There was kind of a going a, a dialogue that went along. <laughs> you know. Yeah, get you know get that out of the the wind. Mm -hmm. Like today would be a oh mm, yeah a tough day on Move the out tomatoes because the, the wind can do almost as much damage as far as stunning their growth as cold. One of the classic examples. Uh oh. This was year. I, I don't know if it was the. Oh, I think of the second or third uh, festival in in uh, Wilson County. Mm hmm When we were across oh the street. Oh Lord. Across the street from the H E B. Yeah, we were oh over at the. Uh, was, were we at the? Uh, no, we were at the um, chamber. Yeah. Or something <laughs> like that. Yeah. And it was a bit breezy. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, it wiped. And sad. We had to kind of hide the tomatoes, and the minute we got them out, they would get wet out. So, so it would be, run them to your car, run them to your car. <laughs> yeah, we we would cover, have the tomatoes covered. Uh, Rob DeRoche is down there selling them. And uh, we had them all under cover in the back of his truck. And then when we had two samples out to show people, 
and they just were ripped to hell. I mean, just all the leaves ripped off and everything else. And so then when someone would buy one, they were in gallons, and we would carefully remove from the truck the a good tomato plant and tell them to run to the car with yeah. it, put a coat around it, and run to the car so it wouldn't be shredded down. And we made a joke out of the fact that you didn't ha- if you were at the HEB, you did not have to come over to the no, event there, we to just get the publication. It would just because <laughs> the literature was you. blowing over. Yeah, yeah, yeah just stay there; it'll over. come to you. Did you have a question? Can we ask it on the air? Milton, well, quit asking them that. Sure. Okay, grab the mic. You'll be on the air. There you go. You can... No, we're not. We're 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 the answer. Nine thirty a.m. The answer. What's your question? You're on the air. How can we help you? Hi, I have uh, some boxwoods in front of my yard, and uh, kind of an L shape. And one L is up against the uh, the uh, driveway, and the other L is up against the house. And uh, I wanted to put some uh, fertilizer down for them because they're they need some they need some help. And uh, I was told to look at 1959. Is that about right? Yeah. Yeah. And how far out do I? I don't put it underneath it. How far out would I go? Well, probably about two, eight years a f- old. A foot? Three or four feet. line of the plant would be the right answer. <coughs> I don't even know where that would be. If you were in a helicopter looking down, that outer edge where the plant's at, yeah. that's where the roots are that can take up the most of it. Oh, so right, right, right on, the outset, on the outside of it. Okay. And my next question is, I have a raised garden. It's three foot high, eight by four feet. And last year I put, uh, went to uh, uh, Gardenville uh, Organic. Okay. I put in their superior uh, soil for, for vegetables and whatnot. Good. So now I had that all year. My wife planted all her stuff out there. <laughs> so now I need to re- revitalize that. And uh, I'm wondering if I need to put like... Uh, uh, 18612, is that about right? No. You put 1959. Same one you put on the truck. You the same one? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And we recommend that uh, for new beds, like when we're talking about onions or these tomatoes, we're talking about uh, 20, 20 uh, cups per 100 square feet of new bed. And that, that 1959 is good because it's slow release. So you get you get some immediate nitrogen nutrients, and then you get a long term, and that's what you need for your raised bed. And, and uh, what about putting some fresh compost in there too? That never hurts to put fresh compost, but you don't need everything that's pretty fresh now. But if it is sunk, you'd add mulch to the top. I'm sorry. If it is settled down, you'd add mulch to the top. Okay, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go in and like till it up real good first, and then put, when I before I till it up. Put the put the uh, 1959, and then churn you know, it up with all that in there, what, and then what? maybe put a few bags of uh, a fresh fresh uh, compost on top, and then we re- re- redo that too. Certainly, yeah, that certainly would be great. Is it okay. in the full sun? I'm sorry. Is it in the full sun? Well, you know, oh, get a little closer to the mic. Oh, it gets some sun in the morning, uh, and then it gets sun throughout the afternoon, but. Later on in the afternoon, it's, it gets more shady, like maybe. Well, that's good. Yeah. That's good. How much sun does it get? How many total hours? So you don't want a lot of sun. No. Who you, told you that? 
Don't be telling. No, no, he's, yeah. he, he thinks you're telling him that. Oh, you want a lot of sun. Yeah. Well, I'm saying that on a, if it was like out here with getting sun morning to day, I'm saying I'm getting about 70% of that. You're close. Yeah. I, ideally, eight hours of direct sun or more. Okay. I think it's probably getting close to eight hours. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, she had her vegetables last year. They're growing like crazy. Did well. Oh, yeah, good. Did very well. Did very well. Sounds uh, good. Yeah. Tell me about your boxwoods out front. Did, are, they, are they yellow or? No, they're green. But like in the front, uh, I don't have a phone. And the first one in the front, if you look down the middle of it, it looks like it's dead in there. But on the outside, it's green. That's normal. Well, that's normal. And the inside gets no light. So okay. Extremely normal. to only have foliage on the outside. Okay, so uh, yeah. Other than that, I mean, they're pretty good. I mean, okay. Pretty pretty healthy, and uh, yeah, that's it. That's all I have. <laughs> Sounds good. Good Thank questions. You Thank you. Thanks for coming on the air. Good luck. Did a great job. All right, two one zero three. And do we have nineteen five nine here, Trace? Tons. Tons yeah. of it. We have tons of you. You came to the right place at the right time. Ah. <laughs> That's not slow release, so 1959. Oh, good. Well, thank you. Thank you for coming here. <laughs> All right. All right, cool. Great. Thanks. Thanks. Good job. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Before we get caught up to the, with the news, Trace, what else is going on? Well, let's see. Yeah, we, got, uh, we got the big game sale. We do have the big game sale, so it's 10% off everything except for grass and labor. Right. Uh, we have Valentine's Day coming up. Yeah. So if you haven't bought something, uh, I suggest you come and you can take advantage of yeah, it. Yeah, it's something living too, which is nice. Great selection of house plants. So if your poinsettia is looking a little sad, uh, oh. time to replace it with something that will last you the rest of the year. Nothing sadder than a sad poinsettia. Uh, fruit tree selection is great. Mm -hmm. uh, vegetable selection is pretty good. And we do have the rodeo tomato. And we're still going to do that donation day. Oh, okay. When is that going to be? Do we know? I, I, I want to say it's next week. But is it next, maybe when David's here? I, I'm thinking it might be, yeah. Because David's here next uh, week to talk about spring cleanup, little Saturday tips and tricks. It's a yeah. Saturday. I can't remember if it's this Saturday, Saturday or the following Saturday. Okay. Yeah, David's here next Saturday, too. So, okay. Well, we'll find out for sure. Um, let's see. Uh, we got most of our uh, bald and burlap crepe myrtles in. So the oh, yeah. That's right. Almost We're there. We got one more truck. Mm-hmm. Uh, shade trees, almost everything's filled back up again. And uh, the chemical room. If you were looking for fertilizers and things that you couldn't find earlier in the year, most of that's available now. We're still missing a few things. Got some more DDT in, right? Uh, no. They, didn't, uh, they haven't gone back in the past to get that. <laughs> Trace, you have to go in my garage for that. No. <laughs> Rem remind our customers, too, when the, uh, the CPS uh, rebate is mm. that, it's still operating. Uh, I believe all the way to April 1st. If I uh, so that's great. Uh, take a look at that, the CPS website, and or all the information here at Millburgers, too. You get and 50 bucks a, a rebate on each of those trees that you plant. If so, you follow so guess what? Route. I've got some five-gallon live oaks for $50. So mm. You're almost getting it for free. Wow. Almost, yeah, because of the rebate. Yeah. Yeah. And they're 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 our classic. They're our most popular tree too. So can't go wrong there. No, they're really great. All right, well we're gonna get ready to take a break and get you caught up with the news. Our phone number is two one zero 
Don't forget, again, to find out about David's presentation next week. Go to MillburgerNursery.com. That's MillburgerNursery.com, where you'll find everything that's going on at the nursery. You'll find sale items and just whatever you need to know about Millburgers or gardening. You'll find it right there at MillburgerNursery.com. All right, like I said, we're going to take a break, get you caught up with the news. We'll be back in a moment. You are listening to Millburgers Gardening South Texas right here on 930 AM. This is The Answer. We're back with Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 930 AM, The Answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM, The Answer, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, toll free, it's 866-308-8867, or come on out here at Millburgers and you can... Uh, Ask your gardening question in person like that man did. And then uh, if there's something that you need to get, you're right here at the nursery. You can get it all done at the same time. We're happy to answer questions on or off the air. We're okay either way. So, uh, yeah. yeah if, you, if you're working up your garden last spring or, or last fall and you're pulling up the root, the plants of uh, tomatoes and things, especially okra, and they had knots on the roots rather than smooth oh. and white, you probably have nematodes in there, which are little soil organisms, which uh, so which uh, damage the root system and can eventually, uh, the tr- plant will decline so much, it'll eventually die. But if you have soil in your vegetable garden that is infested with nematodes, is it in Calvin this week in the garden, use one of the nematode tomato selections, such as BHN968, which is a cherry. Okay, and you know that it, it's it because it has the N in it. Yeah, look at you. I know. That's not what the H stands for. No, the N. No. I thought it was. I thought you told me it was. Did I? Yeah, I thought I've had the. Oh, is it, is that the the manufacturer? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was the seed producer. Okay, never mind. Don't but listen to don't, don't listen to me. <laughs> anyway, nine sixty eight uh, was the cherry, uh, and then uh, tycoon is back again this year. And tycoon is nematode resistant. Yeah. Okay. And. Uh, it, Trey said that there are some tycoon, a few tycoon plants already available, but I I don't think he mentioned 968 because it'll it'll be around later. Yeah. And Trey said that there was some celebrity. Uh, The grower always (laughs) uses uh, uh, celebrity early, always has some celebrity early because a lot of people like them quite a bit for years. Uh, and and Valley Cat is nematode resistant as well, and uh, we don't have any of those available. But they'll be available hopefully uh, in two to three weeks. Uh, so, and then, uh, but uh, you might want to get your celebrity and tycoon and 
even 968, which is a cherry tomato and pot them up, which, I, like I say, is uh, on plantanswer.com. Um, they ca- it's, it kind says, if the cold temperatures eliminated blooms on your cyclamen, which it probably did, consider replacing them with primula. They are more cold-hardy than cyclamen and are nearly as showy. showy. That's almost blasphemous for him to write that. Nearly as showy as cyclamen. Expect the primula to maintain a bloom until May if they are planted in the shade. I don't remember what he says the primula is selling for. Are they cheaper than cyclamen? Uh, Wasn't that the the one he said was... Two bucks now, a dollar ninety-five, or was huh? that? Oh, oh, the Primula? Yeah, he said they were on sale. Yeah, they're rare. Oh, good. They're right on that uh, the last table. They they look good. They have pretty color. Oh gosh, yeah. But what? They didn't freeze back. Or, yeah, or well, blooms didn't freeze. Didn't seem to. Hmm. Now, of course, we we didn't get a great response when we asked for. You know what? Damage, what happened? Yeah, what what happened to your cyclamen? And then we talked about the primula too. Um, so uh, we had the best example we have are the plants here at the at the nursery, and the uh, right side by side, the primula look yeah. really nice. And uh, well, it may be too early to tell on the cyclamen and plant primula because what. The plant itself, the foliage, don't freeze on either one of them. No, they're, they're, if you're into <laughs> attractive leaves, yeah, uh, the but cyclamen the, are certainly attractive. They're, they're kind of pretty as attractive leaves. But uh, have you, Milton? You were, you drive by cyclamen beds, don't mm-hmm. you? Are Are you noticing? Are they blooming? They have the blooms. You got they some still at the building. Yeah, they still have some of the blooms okay, on. Good. I don't know that I'm seeing anything new. Okay. I'll, I'll look on Monday and I'll report back on. Uh, <laughs> or maybe I could drive by today and I'll report back to you. But anyway, they. Oh, uh, that'd be wonderful. Okay. It's the, it's the bloom buds that were frozen. Oh. Yeah, you could you can even see that you know, and then the the, this, the good news was if if. Even if the current flowers were hurt by the freeze, yeah. then if the buds weren't, you'd yeah. expect them to be recovered quickly. And that's what we're, that was why we were trying to get some information. Yeah, and if you look look down in there, uh, when they're blooming, you can see two or three generations of new buds coming. That's why they're always in bloom. But uh, when that freeze knocks them down, they're... So kind of takes them out of bloom. So our expectation is that there, there a number of them, a lot of them lost their current uh, flowers, but that we expect some of the, the buds, that second level of buds, to emerge. And then that's the question. Did, they, did a lot of them get injured, or are a lot of them going to be emerging in a reasonable amount of time? I hope so. Yeah. And so if you're impatient, uh, that's where the, the primula or the, the primrose would come in because they're, they're looking good. Yeah. Uh, 
also it's uh, Calvin writes it's a good time to plant shade trees if your area is dominated by live oaks and red oaks which most areas are yeah or has a history of oak wilt consider using Mexican sycamore which we have here that's not American sycamore uh, but uh, Mexican sycamore it has the fuzz on the bottom of the leaf right so when you're buying a sycamore tree and it's got leaves on it you look at those leaves if they haven't got abundance and abundance of fuzz hair on the bottom of the leaves it's not a Mexican sycamore now the problem we're having is I think there's different levels of Mexican sycamore for the for the hair on the b- back of the leaves, so you have to be careful. And uh, I think you're pretty safe in buying a Mexican sycamore from here. Yeah, and you know most of the uh, local nurseries that we've all talked about and that we all favorite around the city uh, most of them are pretty uh, reliable too so yeah then let's see what else is Cedar Elm Cedar Elm is next Anaqua Cedar Elm is uh, is a pretty really good choice it grows at least as fast as uh, live oak not as fast as red oak and uh, big gets large too. yeah and other oak wilt resistant species. I'm uh, you I'm mean you mean you're not? I don't. I don't see any of the oaks listed. No, no, that was my way of saying I still, I still don't believe that the uh, white oaks are are very susceptible. I've never seen them affected, but you know, over I the agree. last ten or fifteen years, people. I guess in a the laboratory they've they've said that it it could get the disease even though we haven't seen it in, the, in nature out there. I think what they think or what they see or someone has noticed that in a, in a, and that's what I want want them to find out. If you go into a heavily diseased, damaged oak wilt. Uh, section of the country, like some part of the hill country or or uh, Jordan down south. Si- down south, I'm, I'm sorry, not Jordan, uh, Pleasanton, where the whole town was wiped out by Oakville. And you see some of these white oaks. Oh, uh, recommended. Uh, not new white oaks, but white oaks that have been there for a while. Yeah. And they're still alive. Well, that's encouraging. Then we'll talk. Oh, okay. But I don't know if that's happened yet. Some, 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 sometimes we make uh, assumptions. Let's see, what is it when you make an assumption? It yeah, you got it. Huh? You're okay. Keep reading now. Oh, it makes... Uh, no, it didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for bad yeah, radio. You take all my good funny jokes away uh-huh. <laughs> 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 
You'll have to remind me when that happens. Right? <laughs> All right. You have to remind you when it's a funny joke. Yeah, exactly. 210 308 Okay. Before I left the house, I checked my email every time. Oh, okay. And I got an email uh-huh. with a question in it. And uh, so I immediately, I didn't have time to think about it or research it or whatever. So I immediately gave it to Milton to answer. Hmm. You want me to read it? Yeah, read it. Okay, let's see. Gosh, it's a long one. I know. <laughs> Shrubs are dying. Name of the shrub is unknown. Smooth leaf, shiny, pointy on the tip, red berries in winter. They're about twenty to twenty-five years old. Uh, what kind of what kind of plant is it, Mary? Well, I, I can. Ch- I, I'm guessing it's a holly of some there sort. There you go. <laughs> he told me. <laughs> um, Burford holly. Yeah. Oh, okay. Shrubs planted across the back of the house. Okay. Shrubs in the middle of the road turn yellow, then brown, then stems are leafless and bare. There you go. Cut out the dying section, but the issue continues to spread to the shrubs on both sides of the issue. Yeah. They had grown to approximate height of six to seven feet. Uh, That's a big let's one. Let's see, 15 to 18, 18 inches cut off the height in uh, just, uh, well, I guess yesterday. Uh, no webbing, no leaf dropping until the leaves turn brown and dry up. Mm-hmm. No insects noticed other than bees in the warmer weather. Mm-hmm. New growth is abundant. We're getting lots of details. <laughs> Other than the dead area, could this be a lack of fertilizer? I don't directly fertilize them other than whenever uh, whatever is broadcast onto them from the, lawn, from the fertilization of the lawn, uh, usually a type of scots, and I water a sprinkler system around the shrubs. I wish we could have gotten more information. <laughs> I don't think we could have gotten more information. <laughs> Okay. Except what she, it's, she it's was wearing when they did the fertilization. <laughs> what kind of shoes she had on. But yeah, it's, it's great. It's, it's a Burford Holly. Okay. We know what that is. And what have, what have we all said, and Neil Sperry said, and everything else, everybody else, about hollies? Kiss them goodbye. <laughs> uh, if you don't water them, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, the pro- and the problem is that there's not a lot of... Uh, uh, suspicious activity before there, until you before you see the symptoms. Oh, really? It just kind of hits. Yeah, yeah okay. most, there's, most there's no plant. wilting. Yeah, most yeah. plants. And uh, and she's watering. This is in uh, Bulverde, um I think. And uh, yeah, Bulverde. And she's watering with a water with a sprinkler system, which I've heard y'all both say different things. One is that. That can be deceptive because oftentimes the sprinkler is underneath the shrub and there spraying it away. But, two, you don't think that's enough water. I know it's not enough. Oh, okay. That's, uh, the holly is telling you that it's not enough. Oh, okay. And uh, that's the way it does. And as far as it's <laughs> it, it happens kind of in the middle of the planting or on the side of the planting, uh, the reason I know this is because I did it. I did it in my yard 40 years ago. Oh, okay. And uh, <laughs> I, I've told the story several times. I had uh, Gerald Johnson 
pathologist from A&M over to look at my stuff. I sent leaf samples over to be analyzed. Wow. And I <laughs> I did everything I could possibly think of. And then I realized it was water. There's my my planting is in solid stone. Yeah, so like it, it is in Bovert. Mm. And so I, <laughs> it took me an hour to dig the hole to put a gallon plant in. Ah, yeah, yeah. Small root system. But uh, when, it, and, and I, like I said, I was watering with sprinklers and I figured that was enough. And Neil Ferris says over and over, and we try to say it over and over here, hollies need to be watered, especially, you know, we hadn't been in a drought, but we've been pretty dry. And I bet you that where she's got that thing planted, those shrubs planted, it's a very, very shallow soil. That's a that's a pretty safe guess in Boulevardy. So without a doubt, you need to, the best way to do it, you'll never make those plants that are wilting and yellow and everything come back from the dead, so to speak, because they've been stressed too much to come back. So, so I would go up, go out, pull up the bad ones, uh, and uh, replant in the same hole, and just water them very thoroughly for the first couple of years in that rocky soil. What I did with mine is I put a, a drip hose oh. around behind the shrubs, hmm. between the shrubs and the house. And I, I had it hooked to my faucet, water faucet, so every time I turned on that water faucet, they got drip irrigation. Okay. Which the drip irrigation is not alone, not enough alone, because it doesn't add enough water. But if you're on that rocky soil like that, you need to hand water those things. Uh, at the at the base. <laughs> the what? At the base. At the base. Yeah, yeah. Because. But you, I wonder why for 19 years it wasn't an issue, and all of a sudden it is now. Well, we might have had rain. Okay. A periodic rain. Well, you might have had uh, um, also a different, a different watering pattern. Yeah. Okay. You know, somebody, somebody maybe watered every once a week or mm-hmm. something. Okay. You, you never, you never know. No, I know. It's just yeah. If she'd have just given more information, <laughs> she did great. <laughs> we appreciate you sending that in and. Uh, uh, I hope, we I, I hope your new haul is that you you got a great the best shrub there is. Now does she have to replant or will it if well, she starts for watering the plants them, will that it go are out? showing stress? Okay. Uh, but I don't I, I know that's going to cause a problem because the plants she replaces them with are going to be shorter plants. Yeah. But uh, they'll catch up. Well. I don't know. I've got Burford holly, like I said, in my front yard. It's been there for uh, 35 years. And I've got uh, Yopon holly. 
not my p- pond, but your pond. Okay. Was, I think that was one of the funny jokes you were referring to. Oh. Not your pond, but. Well, maybe we could take <laughs> turns laughing. <laughs> okay. You know? Just every Who's, other. Whose turn is it first? You, you, you just said it. You did pretty well. Okay. <laughs> what, what is it? What was it again? <laughs> <laughs> not, at your, not your pond, but my pond. <laughs> There you go. Thank you, Milton. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. That's pretty funny, Milton. <laughs> anyway. Okay. And so you did they're, it. They're 38 years old, almost 40 years old. Oh, and, wow. Uh, the dwarf. <laughs> the dwarf, uh, Yopon. And they stand uh, six feet tall, at least six feet tall, maybe more. And uh, <laughs> the the Burford actually stayed, it's dwarf too, and it actually stayed lower. I mean, it's only two or three feet tall. Hmm. But huh. it's lasted, it's spread a little bit, but it's lasted all these years. No insect, no disease. That's pretty incredible. I, thought, I thought it was scale at first. It, it, that's oh, the yeah. symptoms of scale that you see. And uh, it was just water, as Neil keeps saying over and, and over. Did, and did over. all the people that you get involved with uh, your problem with this? Did they all confirm it was water too, or you just I don't let think, them off the I hook? I don't think said, the pathologist did. I don't think Gerald Johnson did. He's retired <laughs> in Hot Springs, Arkansas. Ooh, that's well, nice. it's kind of it's kind of hard if you um, when you you just seen a sample of de- detecting. And you're a pathologist, and yeah, yeah, and detecting a water, <laughs> you know, you're looking for other yeah. evidence there. If you had given all these answers on stuff, all this information, like she did, <laughs> he probably would have known. Well, and I think now they're more inclined. You know, they've they've had the same experiences we've had with yeah. the, with the uh, hollies and with these droughty periods, mm-hmm. and and if they're they're dealing with uh, gardeners every single day, <laughs> and it's hard not to c- draw those conclusions that this is th- this is the response, a typical response to d- to drought or to a lack of water, yeah. and especially in our kind of soil. Yeah, and, and, the, and the key to it is if you send a re- uh, recent sample that's showing the symptom. And they will not find any pathogen on it, oh, any fungus. That's the key of water. But if you send an older lead, that's what we call uh, secondary fungus or that, uh, that attacks foliage after it dies. Oh. Like the leaves in the forest. Okay. And you send some of those in, and they'll find some pathogens on it. Oh. So the key is what you send in. Yeah. All right, we're going to take a break. Come back in a moment. Thank you for answering that, man. I'm glad I could help her. I know. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up from Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery, 1604 on (laughs) Boy Road on 930 AM, The Answer. Milberger's Garden in South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. 
James is on the line with a question about it looks like a plum tree question. Hi there, James. What's going on? Welcome to the show. It doesn't blow my truck over, but I think it'll no be okay. No kidding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's it's rocking. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, I've, mine was almost blown off the road uh, three times on the way over here. I think uh, this, yeah. is a time, this is a time when it's uh, an advantage to have a little teeny uh, Volkswagen <laughs> no, it doesn't blow Beetle. Your... Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hey, I've got a question. I was in my local in Devine uh, earlier this week, and I was checking out by the register. They had some, uh, not bald and burlap, but uh, bare root trees in the plastic containers, uh, wrap, if you will, sawdust, I imagine, yeah. inside or whatever. Okay. They're, re- they're relatively small. Um, and I've never, over the last 30 years probably, I've tried to grow a methylene, and it lasted a few years but didn't put on much fruit. Uh, my new location, I tried a Santa Rosa when I moved in. It it was a failure. But I picked up one of these methylees just for grands. Try it again. So I want to plant it. Um, I need some tips. How uh, how far or how high above the soil grade, the ground, if you will, do I uh, raise up uh, the graft, if you will? Two inches, three inches, four inches when I plant about it? Two, about two inches. Now, That's uh, what I thought, it's, yeah. it's, it's in sawdust, so when you pull it out, it's going to be bare root? Yes. Okay. Will you uh, soak it in a, put it in a tub of water and soak okay. it before, for overnight before you plant it the next day? Okay, overnight. And, okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, it's so, it's okay. so it can uh, get moisture in there. You know, the thing that I have had the most problem with on those uh, plum trees and peaches, a lot of it, the uh, oh, the sun scald. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so be yeah be, be real careful. I don't know if you've had trouble with that or not. But, uh, gosh, they, they seem to be so sensitive to that. Mm-hmm. So, so you so keep it wet, the trunk, when it's planted, or is that in its entire well, life? I think, I think you... You, you, you're not eager to take the little branches off or let the, or clear the the stem of the leaves. They you okay. know put up with, put up with a messy stem rather than to subject it to the to that. Uh, and it's a it's amazing how uh, much it'll you know if you got half that half that trunk burnt like that it uh, really affects the okay. performance yeah. how tall is yeah. the little tree how tall it, is the it's tree? about it's real spindly the main trunk and it's probably about uh four feet tall um but it's only got two little i mean delicate branches on it so leave those two on there correct is what you're telling me let them grow i sure well, i sure would yeah okay would. and should i should I top it like a third or half? It says on the package, top a third of it when you plant it. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Well, because it, um, it's gonna, it's gonna, you need it for it to get a, give it, get a chance to leaf out before. Okay. No, you, you want to, you want the roots, you want to form roots before the plant uh, leaves out too much. You know. Okay. What you, now, would it be a since it's such a small tree, would it be a good bat or a bad idea to just put it in a container for a year or two before it goes in the ground or put it in the ground now? 
Four leaves out. Ahead, I think I'd go ahead and put it in the ground if it's a methylate palm. Me too. You know, the other okay. the other thing you can do on that uh, messy trunk thing is if you get just get some of that uh, fiber and wrap, wrap it, that might mm. be even might yeah. be easier. Then you don't have to worry about the... the and I, I don't know. Calvin, uh, what, I think what we, is that? Oh, it's just, it's some, yeah, it's a a cloth for wrapping for, what is it, Jerry, can you remember what they call that stuff for the, the styrofoam? No, it's Uh, just a, yeah, kind of a paper, it's paper in it, basically a a paper with fiber in it, yeah, uh, so that it, can I uh, just use some, some old cloth rags, like old t-shirts and stuff, would that help or no? Actually, you can, yeah, yeah. Okay, I got a I got a big bag of rags, old T-shirts and whatnot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, anything to um, keep the sun off those trunks. For how long? Uh, first year, two years, or what do you recommend yeah, on that? A couple of years. Yeah, a couple, couple of two, years. Okay. Two, two years. Well, may, maybe that was the problem with my Santa Rosa because that tree, I think it only made it maybe through a season and not the next. But the methylene plum I grew before, it lived several years. It just would not produce and. Yeah. It kind of had me baffled, and when it when it did produce few plums, they were really small. So maybe it was lack of fertilization, water. This was thirty twenty five thirty years ago, so I can't say for sure. Oh yeah, they've got yeah. new trees now. New trees, but isn't a methylene a methylene? <laughs> and just yeah, and just think how much more intelligent you are too. <laughs> Well, I don't know about but, that. But I, okay. I'm I'm kind of with you on that. I've had a real problem with, uh, you know, I've had some luck with peaches, but uh, uh, plums been driving me crazy on trying to get them. Uh-huh. And you, in the, I, you, uh, if you read about them or if you past experiences, the plums should be easier to oh, grow than yeah. the peaches. Yeah. Well, I've had good luck with June Gold and Santa uh, Sam Houston in the past, and. Uh, if plums have always given me a problem, well, the couple of times I tried. So I want to try it again. If I strike out, three strikes are out, I guess. But um, <laughs> can I plant? Can I plant this tree in a spot where I had a, a, a brush pile that I burned before? Oh yeah, yeah. That won't be a problem. Okay. That won't be All a right. problem. All right, because that—that's a spot I'd like to plant it in if it—if it will thrive there. It will. Okay. Thrive. All right, I All appreciate right. it. Thank you. Okay. Thanks, you bet. Uh-huh. Thanks for calling in. Don't, don't uh-huh. blow off the road. Yeah, be careful. All right. All right. Bye-bye. 210-308-8867 is our number. 210-308-8867 and toll free. Outside of San Antonio, it's 866-308-8867. You give us a call. You be a part of the show. Let us answer your gardening question um, as soon as we can. All right. What else you got there? I'm looking at uh, Neil Spears' question and answer. And it says, uh, I got a question. It says, I am new to Texas, living here only a little more than one year. I grew roses in Virginia very successfully. You know how deep the soil is in Virginia? Pretty deep, huh? Yeah, 40 feet deep. Acid soil. Yeah. I planted David Austin English roses exactly as instructed by the grower from Oregon. Now, <laughs> I you know that, that, that's a famous. Those are famous roses. That's a famous road breeder. I think he's passed, Spencer. Hmm. Uh, 
But I have not heard that people in Texas have very good luck with David Austin English roses. I, I remember they were on the market uh, years ago, but I. <laughs> but I, I think I, we I, sold them here. Yeah, I'm kind of I'm kind of with you. They've just kind of yeah gradually uh, disappeared from the market, or maybe I just haven't <laughs> experienced them. But anyway, if you're, if some of the Rosarians may be called in, I miss Jackie, don't you? Oh, gosh, yeah. <laughs> we used to call her. I, got, I, I don't know if I got a number in California or not. But anyway, she said, uh, she, the question goes, my neighbor has several rose bushes that are a lot older than my plants. Those bushes are thriving. I believe there are Texas varieties. See, that's mm -hmm. good. Uh, top, the top halves of my four plants are brown and dried. I'm concerned about how much I should water them during the winter when it's been so cold. I had been watering them every two or three days. Do you have any suggestions? And so uh, Neil goes into his dip diplomatic uh, conversation about them, but he never mentions uh, what roses should be planted in Texas. Did and he say anything about watering every two or three days? No, no. let's see. Wait a minute. <laughs> uh, he, he said roses have been established. The roses that have been established for several months would not need to be watered that often. If you're watering deeply, when you do water, it's hard, <laughs> given the facts that I have, to determine why the plant may have died back part way. Well, <laughs> if there were weakly weak weak plants, uh, I would say uh, that's a problem. You know, I'm, th I'm thinking, I'm trying to, I'm picturing my uh, tough modern roses and old-fashioned roses, and this uh, this weather we've had for the last year, so they're they're kind of the, the tops are kind of beat up looking. I'm I'm not sure that that is not something we would expect with uh, normal mm -hmm. normal normal weather that we've experienced this year. Yeah. Hey, let's take a quick break. While we do, give us a call, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, outside of San Antonio. Call us toll-free at 866-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up. Live from Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery with Dr. Calvin Finch and Dr. Jerry Parsons. I'm Milton Glick. This is 930 AM, The Answer. Gardening South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The Answer, 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. What else you got there? I think the best answer for our rose lady is to buy some of the varieties that we always talk about on this show. Uh, and that's Belinda's Dream, if you can find it. Uh, Grandma's Yellow or Nacogdoches, if you can find it. Uh... 
You're, you're uh, Katie Door, Katie. Katie Road. Katie Road. There you go. Yeah, let's see. Pink, uh, what is it called? <laughs> oh, shoot. That's and Metabolus. That's the one Trace like. Yeah. Those are the old Mrs. Fashion. Dudley Cross. There you go. Martha Gonzalez. In fact, I wrote an article. My my article on s next Saturday is on the roses. Okay, good. And I uh, conferred with David a bit, and uh, I'm trying to get a little update on the the virus, the yeah. rose virus. Well, nobody's seen it here. Yeah, they? no, and doesn't seem to be any uh, action as far <laughs> as I could de detect, which is good news for us. Yeah, but, uh, I can't understand why that's so devastating up around Dallas-Fort Worth in that area. I, I ho hope they track that down. In other words, figure that out. Uh, I originally thought maybe it was contaminated nursery stock, but uh, that it, it doesn't. It seems to be across all all. Uh, uh, varieties of roses it doesn't discriminate and it's deadly but uh, I've got some pictures uh, were you out there with me or was David Rodriguez but we went out to look at a place that thought they had uh, rose, the rose virus and they did have the rose virus I saw your, some, at least saw your pictures. Yeah, I took some pictures on, uh, and put them on plant answers, uh, questions with photos. And I, I took some of Neil Sperry's uh, pictures that he took, too. But uh, nobody's ever called in with a, with a problem. Yeah. Well, and that's, that's, that's why I kind of hesitated to, to, to write about it. I, you know, you and I lo love those uh, tough <laughs> modern roses and old-fashioned roses. Yeah. And just uh, so much, so so easy to to grow them, and they're they're you know for nine months of bloom, some of them. Oh yeah. Have and uh, but you hate to promote uh, to promote the idea if they're going to be uh, wiped out by the the virus. And I mean that virus has wiped everything out. I mean, it killed everything, every variety and in, in every place. So, uh, so we've gotten a few. It's hard to believe. We've gotten a few of the, the plants that, we'd quali that qualify as uh, tough modern roses and uh, old fashioned. Like we've had some grandma's yellow and uh, what's the one that everybody grows on the the metabolus? No, no, not metabolus, but the. Oh, uh, knockout. 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 Oh, yeah. Knockout. Yeah, yeah, knockout. I didn't. I didn't emphasize that. I. It's not, not my favorite. But I mean, I grow. I grow it. It's oh, it's a spectacular rose. Yeah. Probably the, uh, widest or most selling, most rose in the United States. Yeah, most popular for sure. And across, and probably in Europe yeah. too. But uh, anyhow, and they, the the uh, it's a topic that we got to kind of keep track of. And another reason we didn't uh, we haven't been writing about it much is that it, the supply has been kind of erratic. <laughs> you know, we didn't know you yeah. know know if 
what was going to be available and uh, when and uh, which selections. So yeah, I think Trace here at Milburg uh, seemed like in one of his ads not too long ago, he was talking about having some dwarf knockouts. You know, we we had had the first shipment uh, for the last year or yeah. whatever. And he had well, he had one of those uh, other selections uh, that uh, is kind of relatively new on the market. I can't, I can't remember what they're called. That uh, were all, all all those different colors. Uh, mm -hmm. And they're small. Oh yeah, the low dwarfs. growing. Yeah, low low growing. Yep. So, yeah, that'll that that's going to be a, a topic that's going to be important to us and. In the near future and uh, long term, too, to see what's yeah. I hope it doesn't come down here. What's <laughs> caused it? And uh, well, it's caused it's caused or spread by uh, our beetles. Oh uh, no, f uh, microscopic mites. Mites, mites. The yeah. mighty small yet. <laughs> That's good. Oh, oh my! Thank you, man. Oh, stop! You. Oh, you're killing me. We <laughs> <laughs> got a million of them. <laughs> Was that pretty good? Oh, very good. Well, thank you. Thank you. Very good. <laughs> okay. Uh, got another question. Yes. Uh, uh, surprised me from Neil's parents. That somebody wrote in and said, I brought a poinsettia from my granddaughter's Christmas fundraiser three years ago. I've kept it growing all that time, although I have not tried to get it to bloom again, uh, turn red again, have color. Periodically, it drops leaves. I keep it in a very bright window where it gets several hours of indirect light each day. What more can I do to stop the leaf drop? No. Oh. And uh, it says, Neil answers, poinsettias have grown in the frost-free locations prefer full sunlight. They're really not houseplants. Uh, I recommend that you, uh, instead of bringing them indoors for prolonged periods, that you put them in the top of your garbage recycle bin. Neil doesn't say that. Yeah, does he? I'm reading it right here, word for word. <laughs> and uh, that is accelerate. That is accelerate. <laughs> if the plant is allowed to get too dry, to the point of wilting. Uh, now, once once they have the plant out at the landfill, uh, they will keep it uh, well watered uh, to a point that it won't drop leaves anymore. I wonder if Neil writes all these nice things about you. I am pretty sure he doesn't <laughs> know how you're reading his column. <laughs> I'm just reading it uh, word for word. Word for word, huh? <laughs> so, anyway. If you do bring your poinsettia outside, yeah. What temperatures should you bring it in to well, protect? Well, if it's going to be a cold garbage day, <laughs> I mean, you don't want to put it in the recycle bin uh -huh. unless the temperature is going to be above uh, and 45 or Now, should I take degrees. it out of the pot and use the organic bin, or should I do the... Uh, I, th I think you'd... What would Neil recommend? I'd probably take it out of the pot. I see. Keep I the pot. Keep the pot. Yeah, those pots are valuable now. Yeah, and you don't want to put them in the uh, trash in the... Well, I, ha I had that nice poinsettia um, for till it got too wet. I think that was the, what caused it. No, we planted something else in the pot, and it didn't like it. Oh. 
How, uh, how many years did you have it? Now? I must have had it close to three years. Really? Yeah. Well, that's when... Maybe I wrote that. That's when this, <laughs> this person had he, he Yeah, they it. kept it for three years. But they kept it for three years inside? Three years. Does it sound like they kept yeah. it inside? Yeah. That's surprising. Kept it, he kept it going for all that time, although I've not tried to get it to bloom again. Oh, no, it never words. bloomed for it, three years? Well, it didn't form any bracts. Bracts, yeah. Which are the colorful But the bracts, the bracts around the blooms, right? Right, right. Okay, so can you have blooms without bracts? No. Can you have bracts without bracts without no bracts? Thank you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so if you get it, worried about a dropping leaf. Did yours drop leaves? Um, at the yeah. end of its life, yeah, yeah, it just dropped everything. And what did you do with it, Melvin? We just recycled it. Uh huh. Yeah. Well, it was d really you dead at that you, point. You took my advice, right? Yeah. Or, or Neil's advice. Neil's advice. Yeah, Neil's advice. Let's get it clear. If you're gonna that Neil stick to your story, that Neil doesn't mess around. No, he calls it like he sees it. Uh -huh. Oh, they're taking stuff in. I think they're worried about the uh, temperatures tonight. Uh, <laughs> mid to low 30s uh, this evening. So, take your poinsettia in. Yeah, my my. Uh Prediction: uh, The uh, source says 31. 31 tonight? Oh, okay. The government website, weather.gov, says 34. Uh, but and then uh, what else? You should probably take in uh, your bougainvilleas. Oh gosh, if they're they shouldn't be out. Oh my gosh! At all right now? No, I mean, yeah, that's the, you had to take them in and out of here. Yeah, we keep taking them in and out. Really? Okay. And well. they've dropped all their leaves, right? The bougainvilleas, no. They have? And they still have blooms on them. All right. And our fire spike, we take that in and out. Oh, yeah. That's, as long as it doesn't freeze, it'll, it'll keep blooming. Okay. Yeah. And, um, spike and actually, it is, it is still blooming, which is kind of nice. Okay. All right. I'm trying to think of anything else. I don't want to cover anything. <laughs> the uh, no, you don't need to cover. It. We're recovering the the feral cats outside. Here it is, petite knockout roses. Oh, okay. What about them? First ever miniature knockout rose. Has the same flower power and easy to care for as in the others, but an adorable, cute little compact size only grows 18 <laughs> inches tall. Mm -hmm. This was this was on a sale item for a couple of weeks ago. Uh, plant in a decorative container for your porch or patio in a mass for a dramatic pop of bold red color. Two inch, two number two pot. Regularly thirty nine ninety nine. Well, now this was a sale a while back though. Oh Jared. yeah. But so don't give the sale price now. Two for sixty dollars. Yeah, but that's that's over. That's over. Okay, well, you cannot get that. And uh, they might be out of plants too. They might be. The knockouts did really well with the uh, freezing temperatures last year. Was it that? Was it that part of the year where they came back so nice after the freeze? Yeah, some, some plants yeah, did. All of the old-fashioned and the okay modern tough modern roses did well. Yeah, did crepe myrtles do well too? I'm, again, I'm trying to remember. Was it the last summer that they were doing? They were so pretty. 
Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, they did all right. All right. Yeah. Okay, I'm just trying to check. Now, back when they had the original, when the first crepe myrtle came out, we had Tuscarora and uh, Bastion Party Pink and Natchez, the big white one, the tall white one. I think there was four. Um, and then when they first came on the market, and we had a hard freeze, uh, I believe... I say I love Tuscarora the color, and it took it pretty hard in the freeze. As I oh, remember. did it? But uh, of course, uh, Bastion Party Pink uh, came back, and of course the but gosh, Natchez. Uh, some of those Bastion Party Pink went from forty feet to yeah. zero feet. Yeah. yeah. But then they were back blooming again, again before yeah, the come back. next season was over. I think the front has come through. We have no more clouds. It's nice and sunny. Yeah. But All right. But anyway. Well, yeah, we just got a few minutes left. Yeah. Right? Very little. So. Uh, All right. So you remember the 10% off. Yeah. doesn't include grass or labor. But, uh, yeah, everything else, uh, which is nice. Nice yeah. little savings. Doesn't yeah. matter which team you got in the big game. Right? Even if you don't have a team. No. You don't have to. Okay. I don't get that. <sighs> Ask, ask Trace to explain it to you. <laughs> okay, so don't forget, David Rodriguez will be here next Saturday from 10 to uh, 11.30. And he'll be doing his uh, workshop on spring cleanup and things that you can do to have a, uh, a great spring garden. Uh, the blood drive comes up. And David, I guess, will be here again on the 5th of March uh, as well. So you can find all that information at millburgernursery.com. That's millburgernursery.com. Dot com. All right. So uh, thanks to Katie doing a great job back at the station and Barry helping her out. And, of course, thanks to you for listening. We'll be back here tomorrow when it's supposed to be much nicer and much warmer. So come on out and visit us at Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery at 1604 on Bull Road. On behalf of the docs, thanks to you for listening. I'm Milton Glick. See you tomorrow back here at the nursery at Millburgers on The Answer. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.